chapter eighteen of historical romance of the american negro by charles fowler this librivox recording is in the public domain my daughter's weddings departure for england for the honeymoon the voyage letter to the reverend mr carroll the city of liverpool england wales scotland ireland return home to america benefits of travel this chapter will introduce the kind reader to my life and times in the eventful year eighteen seventy six eventful in the history of my own family because my two dear daughters had now almost reached their twentieth year were therefore come to the age when the fair sex turn their hearts to the thoughts of love courtship and marriage and in short my dear children were engaged to be married in the month of may in the spring of the year eighteen seventy six the bridegrooms were both christian industrious and highly respectable young men and such as we knew would promote the happiness of the two dear girls as well as their own all four candidates for matrimony were well matched in every way having been brought up in schools and colleges where the most select members of the anglo-saxon race themselves have received their polish indeed freedom and all the advantages that flow from a brilliant education have polished our young men and maidens until now they are as smooth as a mirror and you can see your face in that mirror as well as the best looking-glass thus these young people had been trained and polished till training and polishing could not be carried much further because they had had all the advantages that money and talent could give they shone in the best society and no company of refined young christian people was considered perfect unless they were invited enhancing the happiness of all by their presence but the best thing of all was the pure unadulterated christianity that grew and flourished like the green bay tree in every heart my own dear husband and i were most profoundly thankful to see our dear children so well inclined by grace and training to every good thought and deed and no less so to see in their prospective husbands men who could encourage such dispositions instead of being obstacles in their way like so many others the main points being secured we gave our willing consent to the marriage and it was thought best to have them both together accordingly the double wedding came off the first wednesday night of the merry month of may and the a m e church on vine street was packed to its utmost capacity all the particulars of dress bonnets bouquets etc with all the latest improvements down to the eventful year eighteen seventy six were duly noted by the reporter who was present and who wrote a flourishing account of the weddings which came out in the paper next morning after the ceremony at the church was over we all adjourned to our own house where a reception was held and continued until a late hour as my two dear girls as i always called them stood before the altar i could not but reflect what their fate might have been had it not been for the providence of god and for the fact that their parents managed to get away from slavery and gave them a good christian education in a free state of the north 
verily the present generation of colored men and maidens have something to be thankful for to that good lord who sent the war destroyed slavery and opened the doors for them to enter in and enjoy all the privileges that the white race possesses it is quite unnecessary for me to say that marriage is one of the greatest events in human life and that their marriage gave each one of these four young people the most abundant joy to still further enhance the happiness of the young people it was decided that they should spend their honeymoon upon the ocean and in the british isles where some of our ancestors had come from and my husband and myself decided to go with them for company and have a good time generally so all preparations were made for our departure to pay this delightful visit to john bull and his island which made all feel as gay as birds thursday morning came on apace the day after their marriage and we were all in a great bustle and high excitement over our departure for old england as it is called our trunks were packed and all things made ready for the journey and voyage before us we understood that dear mother and her devoted husband mr sutherland were not going with us at least they had said nothing about doing so to the rest of us i dare say they intended to take us by surprise and it was a surprise indeed because when we were almost ready to walk down the street to the railway station who came in smiling all over but mr and mrs sutherland we were so much surprised that we all set up a loud shout of joy and the more especially as they seemed to enjoy the fun as much as any of us it was a lively time that followed the next ten minutes and we held quite a jubilee on the subject the minister of the church and his good lady had come up to see us off and a few other friends of the inner circle of our acquaintances and all things being now ready we walked down the street to the railway station where we found all bustle and confusion but at last we secured our tickets took a tender leave of our dear friends on the platform and having taken our seats we steamed away for new york where we were to take the boat for liverpool england we shed no tears on this occasion because we all had to come back again in a few months there was nothing but delightful novelty and unexpected joy before us and therefore there was nothing for any of us to cry about upon the present occasion the following letter which i wrote after our landing at liverpool will explain itself to the reader liverpool england may eighteen seventy six reverend mr and mrs carroll my dear friends i am quite delighted to inform you that we have crossed the broad atlantic in perfect safety and yesterday we landed at the great seaport of liverpool where nothing seems to be talked about but shipping and ships we are all in splendid health and gay spirits and it is quite a pleasing change for us to be in a land where colour is unknown we all send our best love to you both to all your family and to our dear church on vine street where we hope to find ourselves again in a few months among the dear brothers and sisters there we had quite a pleasant journey on the train all the way to new york where we arrived on the scheduled time and found our way to the private hotel where all things were in readiness for our reception we spent a portion of two days in walking about and enjoying the sights of the city but the time rapidly rolled around for our embarkation and we went on board the sarmatian which is truly a splendid liner indeed one of the finest boats on the north atlantic the sarmatian is a british vessel and strange as it may appear so soon the feeling was so sweet and homelike upon this foreign ship that i could not but notice it 
officers and sailors who have been reared in a land where prejudice is unknown are in no way interested about such paltry things as the color of the skin seated upon this noble british ship i felt even now as if i were already in england indeed we would all have quite forgotten that there was any such thing as prejudice in any part of the world had we not been reminded of it on board by the presence of a few americans but even they on board a british ship were obliged to keep their personal feelings well covered up and here i may say when we are abroad and travelling the wide wide world you meet with nobody who objects to the colour of your skin but somebody from some port of the united states but even american prejudice must die out for all wickedness is subject to change and god himself alone changeth never in glorious may weather and in the presence of a tremendous concourse of people who come down to the water's edge to see us off we backed out into the north river at new york the immense mixed multitude standing on the pier had sent up one tremendous cheer after another waved their hats and handkerchiefs and gave us a general grand hurrahing time we replied in like manner as we came slowly away at first accompanied by two or three tugboats that ventured out some distance to grace our departure no doubt the passengers on board of them had friends and relatives on the sarmatian we settled down at once and made ourselves at home in good earnest we were quite at home in our sweet cosy little cabins and the officers and attendants were all that could be desired we walked about the deck sat down to read or talk and became acquainted with some of the most delightful people on the face of the earth most of them on errands of pleasure like ourselves all were in high spirits and anxious to visit different parts of europe the british isles germany etc we carried on much the same at sea as we do home on shore i spent most of my own time in conversation with our own party and other passengers with reading new books and with watching the play of the wild waves of the deep some slept a great deal of the voyage away and others were busy courting and that continually i am informed that an immense number of marriages result from crossing the ocean every year they get acquainted on shipboard and marry after they come to land the very seamen seem to be smitten by cupid with a great love for the fair sex jack tar finds many a fair sweetheart on shipboard here at liverpool you can soon see ten thousand of them walking about a stranger in this mighty modern tire would be led to fancy that there was nothing in the world but sailors ships and shipping and do need wonder at it in the first port of the whole world with that great landing stage at the entrance to the mercy upwards of twenty miles of dock along the right bank of the river and ten thousand masts ten thousand hailing from every continent and all the islands of the ocean when you come to sea blessed with splendid health and strength and vigorous life with high beating hope and all things before your imagination of the seven colours of the rainbow when all hearts are light all eyes are bright and nature's face is gay then indeed you are going to have a first-class time upon the rolling deep in the merry month of may life on the ocean wave has really ten times more charms than i am able to define you must come to see yourself to experience it for it is indeed far too much for my pen 
the sea the sea the broad blue sea what a glorious thing it is to look away as far as ever the eye can reach and behold nothing but the big blue waves of the north atlantic heaving up and down while our bold and plucky steamboat rushes fearlessly over those watery hills and the bright and beautiful sun pours his warm rays down upon the rolling deep and a fascinating and bewitching feeling floods upon your own heart and there begets a feeling of enthusiasm that no language can describe the porpoise is a lively fish often seen from the deck of an atlantic steamboat and we saw plenty of them rushing through the waves like winged lightning it was indeed a fine sight but the best companions we had all the way to the british isles were the bold brave seagulls that left the coast of america with us and came all the way to liverpool the seagull acts more like a human being than anything else to which i can describe him cavorting about all over the main and then coming down almost to the deck itself to let you know that he is there and trying to make you feel at home on the ocean there seemed to be no end of sweet peaceful enjoyment the weather continued so fine all the way across the sea our health was so good and we had such pleasant companions on all sides around and nothing happened to the ship to mar the general joy it was indeed a downright holiday most thoroughly enjoyed by us all the sabbath day came around and there were two church services in the grand saloon we all went both times which proved as i thought at the time the greatest treat in our whole life the singing the prayers the sermons and everything else combined to form a novelty that i am again quite at a loss to explain and yet there were many on board who never went to a church service at sea although it was the very joy of our lives and a treat that turned our gallant ship into a floating heaven on the deep it was just the same on shore there are people who live next door to the church who never enter its portals once in their lives we spent a good deal of time watching for vessels on the ocean and saw plenty of them we passed quite close to several and spoke to a few some of them came so near that we saw everything on deck and that was something when far from home what a glorious sight it was to behold the red red sun rising out of the waves in the east every morning like a great big round red cheese and again to watch him at night going down in all his glory in the west like a red and fiery wheel flooding all the main with the splendour of his glory as he sank down into his water-bed we used to stand on the open deck and watch the glorious god of day sink sink sinking till at last he quite disappeared from view then the fair-faced silver moon fair luna queen of night arose in the east and flooded all the ocean with her silver shining that was laid so entrancingly upon the rolling waves whilst the thousand stars came out in ones and twos and hundreds and bestudded all the skies thus again we would gather out upon the deck at night and watch the starry heavens and the moon and listen to the wild waves of the north atlantic rolling away far and near and when night came on we found ourselves pretty well worn out after another long and busy day but we slept well as indeed we well might for the good lord and the sailors were ever taking good care of us all and the brave summation was battling her rapid way across the north atlantic 
as i used to stand and muse upon the deck it often occurred to my mind how all the ancestors of the colored race in america have been borne over the ways of the self-same north atlantic over which we were now sailing though farther to the south over these waves also the great frederick douglass had passed several times on his journeys to and from the british isles for he is one of the great pillars of history and has filled the whole world with his fame his renown is bright all over the earth thus time passed on day and night and we all enjoyed ourselves to the top of our bent at the grand piano in the saloon watching the play of the wild waves of the rolling deep etc etc the excitement in every bosom began to rise as we drew near to the land and when the old head of kinsale rose from the main in the southwest of ireland there was truly a most tremendous flurry in every heart and as the sarmatian passed rapidly along one lofty frowning headland after another rose from the waves reminding one of grand lofty church steeples placed at intervals here and there then the bold precipitous coasts ran far away back into some estuary or frith at the head of which a river came pouring down from the interior of the land a heavy summer shower of rain came up all of a sudden after which the sun burst out with indescribable splendor and a mighty rainbow stood over the entire convex of heaven with its great feet like elephants legs deep down in the ocean our american seagulls came bravely on and in irish waters were met by irish seagulls and countless wild sea mews the excitement that began when we passed the old head at kensale did not subside it went on grew and increased hour after hour as we called at queenstown and then moved on to liverpool nothing was now thought of nor talked about but john bull and his island britannia the pride of the ocean the home of the brave and the free we noticed that we were no longer upon the big blue waves of the north atlantic but ploughing our rapid way across the shallower green seas of the british isles quite a pleasant change in its way after so much blue because nature's green is a beautiful color it was time for us to go to bed as we approached st george's channel that divides ireland from wales but we were all up and fresh and bright as buttons in the morning when holy head the isle of the angle sea and the bold mountains of north wales arose almost perpendicular out of the irish sea and dipped their feet deep deep into the waves the excitement on board now among us all was simply dreadful we were so near home and yet not quite there hundreds of ships in all directions were moving about over all the sea and no wonder because we were close to the doors of one of the most famous queen seaports that this world has ever seen at last we came up to the front of the city of liverpool and having a tremendous traffic in full view and here we had to lie till two o'clock in the afternoon when the tide would be full and we could cross the bar of the mercy we crossed the bar in due time and got into that famous river came up to the great landing stage where we landed in great excitement for here at last was john bull and his island having landed and passed the custom-house officers we procured cabs and drove to our appointed quarters in the city where we received a most hearty welcome upon our arrival and were ushered into our rooms and we never felt more thoroughly at home in our lives the good people seemed determined to make us feel all right and to make a good impression on the americans the english tea-time five p m drew nigh and we had toast and tea with jams etc in the regular english fashion it was delightful 
delightful to have all things so nice in a foreign way the fire was also delightful in the open grate and that also looked most cheerful pictures of queen victoria and the royal family hung from the walls and battle scenes by land and sea and landscape pictures powerfully reminded us that we were now under the british flag and in another part of the world after tea we walked out to view the city the river the mighty traffic of this modern tire and ten thousand seamen talking far more languages than we knew anything about thus several days and nights passed away and we found the people one of the most delightful in the world frank free open-hearted and generous and hospitable to a fault i am told that there is not a hardier people on the face of the earth than the half-million inhabitants of liverpool and so far as my experience goes that is quite true we accepted several invitations and had glorious times among these people we ran the whole town and saw many places of great interest and beauty but from fifteen to twenty miles of dock the busy river and the great landing stage almost took our breath away it is worth crossing the atlantic to see the far-famed city of liverpool everybody saw and knew that we had a wedding party along with us and indeed my two daughters and their husbands were just like so many birds set free when once they got ashore like the spirited singing birds of the british isles there was no end to their hilarity and it was delightful to see them our entire party were very favorably impressed with all that we both heard and saw and everybody was so very polite to us and agreeable in all their ways we now began to make excursions to see some of the fine sights of old england and some of the grand castles and palaces of fame and renown what seemed to impress us almost was the smooth lawn-like appearance of the whole fair-faced country which is the most polished upon the face of the earth beautiful england indeed reminds me of a well-cultivated garden and it looks like a great garden and nothing else the houses and grounds of some of the nobility are flung open for the inspection of foreign visitors and truly they are a delight to behold with all their flower gardens conservatories of plants playing fountains and other attractions too numerous to mention go where we might nothing seemed more gratifying to our feelings than the polite attention and fine manners of all those with whom we came in contact the sights and scenes round about us and so much to charm the senses in a foreign land in the delightful month of may delighted us to the core and made us think of the garden of eden and the fabled golden regions of the blessed the stately homes of england how beautiful they stand amidst the tall ancestral trees or all the pleasant land such as england that has been polished for one thousand years till polishing can do no more all the world has heard of beautiful wales and we determined to pass a few weeks among her enchanting scenery we visited the vale of langolan the vale of clude the vale of conway saw the pass of Lanberis, and indeed the best things in all north wales including lakes rivers waterfalls and glorious romance without end the warm-hearted impulsive welsh people almost carried us all off our feet with their unbounded enthusiasm and the tremendous warmth of their welcome they are the greatest singers in the world indeed all wales is one sea of song and they sing well and they even dearly love to sing they are a god-fearing race and we never heard a welshman swear no not even once here was something for our young people to learn for it was so sweet to hear the name of the lord mentioned only in terms of praise wales always reminded our entire party of the delectable mountains of the pilgrim's progress for the welsh mountains were delightful to us 
after we got through with all we cared about seeing in beautiful wales and among its warm-hearted people we next moved away to the north to become somewhat acquainted with what is truly called bonnie scotland we passed around the highlands and the islands of that romantic country and beheld the famous lakes and the lofty mountains her deep waterfalls and historic straits and glens we visited the land of burns in the south or lowlands saw edinburgh and glasgow in the home of sir walter scott on the lower tweed of a true scotland is a beautiful enchanting and enchanted land and her warm-hearted enthusiastic people stamp their impress on the hearts of all those who visit them for all coming time we found the whole of the british isles overrun with tourists in the summer time but few failed to see scotland which has filled the whole world with its fame there is something so peculiarly romantic about the scotch borders that our heads were almost turned and where all the land seemed to be enchanted ground sweet moffat and its grand surroundings can never be forgotten nor the impression that they made on all our hearts we also descended the beautiful esk river from langham till we came to headwaters upon Moor, where the intelligent and hospitable people are mostly shepherds and like all the rest of the scotch most exemplary in the attendance of church the parish minister is the reverend john c dick and we were royally entertained by him to tea at the manse and we had a good time generally after leaving scotland we made our way over to ireland saw belfast dublin cork and lakes of killarney and indeed the best of all that was to be seen in the emerald isle i don't know whether people can be too enthusiastic and warm-hearted but if they can these are the irish at home my good friend and brother i began this long letter upon landing at liverpool in may it is now september eighteen seventy six we've all come back to liverpool to our first quarters here we have had a glorious time roving over the british isles these four eventful months we intend to embark to-morrow on the scotia for new york i intend to keep a journal on our voyage and yourself and lady shall have a reading of it at once we are all quite well and indeed the transatlantic trip has had the most salutary influence upon the health of our entire party my next greatest desire is to return home to buffalo and we all hope to visit the british isles at some future day if god our lives shall spare with our united love to yourself lady and all other friends i am yours in all christian affection beulah lincoln End of chapter eighteen